0: so when we practice we do so in this present moment and we try not to allow our minds to go off proliferating into the past into the future it's natural that we all want the best from our practice and this can inspire us to think a lot we all want to know uh watch which um object of meditation which method Of practice will be appropriate to our characteristics and our personality, um, and what will lead us to get slow results. Because there are 40 different objects or means of meditation that are taught in the scriptures, and we believe that if we don't find the one that's appropriate to our particular um, uh, temperament, then the practice will go slowly we won't receive much peace. But if we do find that appropriate object, then the practice will develop quickly. But this thinking in this way, it's a lot of doubts. We're using um, doubts to try and find which path of practice is appropriate for us. Maybe we're doing walking meditation and reciting the word Buddha along with our steps and the mind just isn't peaceful so then we start thinking well maybe there's a better meditation word that we can be using or maybe we should use a different object altogether and this is vichikicha or doubt and something that prevents the mind from gathering together and stops it from calming down into a state of peace so what we can do to solve the situation is just to come back to our breath and watch the breath as it comes in and as it leaves because this is a a central meditation object or something that's there in the middle, something that's appropriate for everyone. But if we just can't um, decide if there's all these doubts and we want something faster, we want something better and we just don't know what to do, then We should contemplate in a way that gives rise to emptiness. Because the meditation object that's appropriate for someone who has a lot of doubts is the object of emptiness. So we can view all things um, as being empty. When we look at the breath, we see that as just being empty. There's no need to use the word putto along with the breath. Because if we try to do that when the mind is doubting, then we'll just doubt even more and wonder whether it's an appropriate word for us so just see everything as being sunyata as empty and don't proliferate over anything because if we bring up an object then that will inspire proliferation so just put down all objects and see everything as being empty have mindfulness over this and uh contemplate um the heart as being empty so we can let go of all our attachments and the mind will put down that's clinging if there's a lot of doubts in the mind this will cause a lot of chaos internally and um it's something that's very common for practitioners and i was like this myself as well when i was a younger monk staying with Lumpu cha i had many doubts in the practice i wanted to get things really quick and so i wondered which the fastest way to practice was there was a lot of desire wanting to get quick results and this just worked to put pressure on myself but one of the teachings Lumpu cha gave was that if there's great amounts of greed hatred and delusion in the heart then we should contemplate death contemplate that life is not sure it's always changing but death is sure and this will stop us from going to think about things in the future any plans we might be fixated on we can put those down because we see that everything we have in this life um, just ends at death it's a good means of bringing us back to this present moment so whatever object arises in the heart then we should contemplate in a way that allows us to let go to put down our attachments to seeing it as just something that arises persists for a while and then ceases and that's all we have to do we just see it as being nothing special that there's nothing really there at all it's just arising lasting ceasing arising lasting and ceasing we need to contemplate like this because it's the nature of our minds to always take things personally to see things in terms of self and if there's this self there this mind that's deluded in terms of personality and there's also a lack of morality then we call this a putojana someone who is thick with the farmers. So there's just this me and other taking things in terms of ego. But if the mind develops from that state, it becomes a bit better, even though there's still that sense of self there taking things personally, but that self is, uh, resides and operates within the boundaries of Sina, within um, good ethical moral conduct. That self doesn't go and harm others it doesn't go and steal it doesn't do anything that would break the moral precepts and this we can know as a good person uh kalyana channel they still take things in terms of self but they have an ability to um, resist their temptations and to not go and argue and fight with other beings. If this person then develops their heart to an even higher level, then they'll understand that the self that we attach to, it's just a cause of endless confusion, endless chaos. And so they come to the idea that it would be better to not have the sense of self at all. They see that um, practicing with a sense of self it's just a cause of chaos. So it would be better to use the peace of mind, use samadhi, to suppress that self or to try and get rid of it. So what many people then do is to try to get into jhanas, into these states of deep absor- absorption. And there's no interest in any external sense stimulus. The mind is just completely still at that point. So, just like the Buddha's uh, first teacher, while he was still a bodhisattva, when he went uh, seeking liberation, um, he was able to get into these very deep states of jhana. He saw that whenever self arose, There was suffering that came up with it. So he'd go into these deep states of absorption um, to relieve that suffering. And then, when he passed away in one of these states, he was born as a Brahmin. The Buddha's second teacher that he went to also um, practiced very deep jhanas as well to an even deeper degree. He saw that it wasn't just the body that's the source of suffering, but it's also all of the mental uh, kundas as well. He saw that whenever there's vedana, there's just chaos that comes up. If there are thoughts, if there's consciousness, then there's chaos involved with that. So it'd be better not to have these things, to try to let go of them or to put them out altogether. just wanted stillness and peace in the mind for there not to be any contact with any physicality or mentality so he went into these deep states of arupa jhanas, and the buddha too was able to get into these states as well and he became so proficient in them that his teacher offered him the uh, position of leading the entire community in india at that time the recluses these rishis um, They were very skilled in these states of absorption. But the Buddha didn't get caught up in this, because he saw that whenever he came out of these states, then a sense of self would arise again in the mind, because the mind was still caught up in that realm of personality. This showed him that these jhanas aren't the path that lead to purity. So he then went to torture his body, and even though he fell unconscious three times because of the severe austerities he underwent he didn't die and that shows how much barami he had developed um, as a bodhisattva that he was able to go through these extreme practices and still keep his life so these um, practices of austerity they were also uh, aimed at um annihilating the sense of self, but it wasn't successful. So there are these two extremes and these two sides. One is attaching to a sense of self and one is trying to destroy the sense of self, of completely rejecting the self through either um contemplation or through gaining very deep levels of absorption but both of these paths are deluded and incorrect the buddha however found and um searched for um contemplated until he found the path that led beyond self a path that was able to let go of the attachments that we have um towards the sense of self to let go of the um, clinging that we have. He saw that even though you may be able to get into these absorptions, um, the defilements are still there. But the calm states of mind, the samadhi, um, these jhanas, they can be useful to suppress these defilements briefly. But when the mind gets out of these states, then they come back again. We start seeing things as we did before, start taking everything personally as we did before. But it's only the letting go of the sense of self that leads to nirvana. And the samadhi that uh, facilitates that is what we call samadhi, the right, appropriate samadhi. So for us, we need to start a practice at the beginning and where we are right now and we all have a sense of self but we also know that not keeping morality is a sense is a cause of confusion and discontent in our lives we see that if we cord things up for ourselves and we're not generous then this is also a cause of discontent and chaos because our lives aren't lived in line with the Dhamma. So in order for this world to um, carry on and the people in the world to get along with each other, we need sila-dhamma. We need um, good levels of morality. And even though there is still a self there, it operates within these bounds of sila. so we don't take other people's possessions we don't engage in wrong livelihood we don't steal we don't kill we don't do anything that is incorrect or immoral nothing that will harm or damage other beings and we also don't damage our minds mindfulness through the consumption of drugs or alcohol and when we do this, and many others around us do this, it allows us to live together in the world um, in harmony and peace. And through keeping the sila, we're able to abandon the defilements and abandon the sense of self to one level, um, on the level of sila and the level of dana. And even though we still have this ego, this sense of self, um, it's a better self than one that is immoral. So from that, we then um, train our minds to gather together into a state of samadhi. And we do this in order to gain energy, sufficient energy to contemplate into the nature of self and see that really the self is not self. If we see this clearly then that'll take us into nibbana or a state of coolness if we always take things in terms of self we take everything personally this will stir up the mind aggravate it and pr- uh, produce heat in the heart but if we can perceive the world and everything in terms of not self then coolness will arise in the mind but we need to take care to not attach to that coolness as well. So this abandoning of both heat and coolness, um, going beyond and above these two uh, states, is Nibbāna. At the beginning, however, we still have the sense of self. What we need to do is um, have mindfulness and contemplate and try to not doubt too much in the practice. And even though I may tell you not to doubt, it's difficult to just believe in that and not doubt at all. And when I was young and early on in my stages of practice, um, I had many doubts. I wanted things very fast. I wanted to know what the quickest way of practice was. I wanted Snuppo Cha to tell me uh, what the fastest means to attain was. But the thing is, Limpucha and all of the krupa they had great loving-kindness. And if they knew the fastest way of practice, then they would have told us already. They didn't cover anything up. They didn't hide anything from us. The Buddha never hid the Dharma from anyone. But really, this fastest way of practice, it does exist. And that is to not do anything at all. Just let everything go. This is the fastest way. Let go of everything. Put down all physicality. Put down all mentality. Don't cling to anything as being a self. This is the quickest way, the shortcut route. But the question is, can we do it? If we can't do it, if we're still attached, then we need to practice. We need to be generous. We need to keep the precepts and cultivate mindfulness and samadhi until they're strong enough so that wisdom is able to arise and when wisdom comes up then we will be able to let go so we see the goal of our practice is wisdom and this letting go because this is what will allow us to free ourselves from suffering We see that if we have a lot of greed and we just want many many things we want to get more and more that obtaining of wealth and possession it's not able to to dampen or satisfy the greed that we have if we're someone with little wealth and we manage to become very rich we'll still be greedy just the same so we need to see that these defilements of uh greed hatred and delusion are things that we should abandon. We should work at sacrificing in the practice so that we can put them down and experience inner peace and contentment. We understand that if we are anything at all, this will be a source of aggravation and heat in our hearts. If there's anything or or if we are anything, then we'll suffer. So we should just put all of that down. All of this being, this becoming is the cause of suffering so we should let go, put it all down, put all sense of self down, and this is the fastest way of practice. If doubts come up, then we just put those down. We see that doubts are of the nature to arise, last for a time, and then cease. And if our mindfulness is up to speed with these doubts, we'll be able to do that. There's a teaching of Limpuchas that I really like. I've read it hundreds of times, thousands of times, and I can't get enough of it. I really like it. And this teaching is that if doubts arise, to see them arise, last, and cease. And contemplate them like that, just arising, lasting, and ceasing. The problem is if we start attaching to them, and then these doubts, they arise again and again, and the mind spins around and around, and we just can't get our way out of it we can't fight our way through so we start thinking that we need to find a new way to practice we go back to the books we start trying to read our way out of the problem but the thing is is that these um delusions and this doubt they don't arise from books they're not contained in books but they're contained in our minds so the way that we overcome them is not through reading but through practicing, through doing walking meditation, sitting meditation, developing samadhi and sati, mindfulness. Because when mindfulness and samadhi is not enough, then that's when these doubts will arise. We then contemplate this body and see it as being anicca, dukkha, anatta, as being inconstant, stressful, and in not-self. And this is the path to seeing the Dhamma. And the Dhamma is not something that's far away, it's right here with us, right here in our bodies and minds. We just need to contemplate in a way that allows us to be able to see it. And if we can't see, it's because our samadhi is insufficient. Our mindfulness isn't in the present moment. So we need to train to bring our minds into this present moment and not be always thinking and proliferating about things in the future, things in the past. When we practice we shouldn't wonder what we're going to get from the practice how it's going to affect us whether it's going to give us much peace or what we're going to attain to but rather we just try to put all these things down realizing that what we gain from the practice is up to our parami up to our spiritual affection that we've accumulated we just try to to do things in a way that makes us at ease and at peace that relieves the suffering that calls the heat in our hearts and to not allow the mind to speculate about the future or recollect the past but just bring them here into the present moment seeing everything that comes up um, as coming up as persisting as ceasing when we do this then the practice will be up to speed in our hearts and it will um it will fulfill the desires of our hearts so we like to build uh, or create external buddha images um, which in thailand some of them many buddha images have names and some of them are called uh, Uh, which means kind of um, uh, able to like relieve or able to fulfill the wishes of the heart um, in time and so we can build these externally but we also need to build this kind of buddha internally as well something that can fulfill our wishes inside and this is letting go letting go of um past and future letting go of trying to be anything because as we let go um, then our inner buddha our inner nature of awakening uh, manifests in the heart and the heart becomes an aria becomes a noble being we should train ourselves in mindfulness um, just as uh cha taught as the buddha taught And Pucha said that whenever we're practicing mindfulness, then we're close to the Buddha at that time. And we carry on with it. We just carry on going, keep going. And so the mind experiences peace. And we're able to contemplate into the nature of the body and see it for what it is. But we shouldn't become dejected um, because we're not getting results as quickly as we want. But rather, we just carry on developing uh, the practice and understand that it takes time because we have seen things constantly in terms of self for many many years now for the last 20 years 30 years maybe more we've taken everything in terms of self so for us to come to the point where we're able to put these things down to put down the sense of self it's not going to come instantly and the reason we can't abandon it is because we don't have Sufficient peace in our hearts because our mindfulness isn't strong enough and wisdom hasn't arisen. So we carry on with this practice, and one day we'll be able to do it. One day we'll be able to abandon these things. And when we put them down to a sufficient degree, then we'll realize the state of Sotapanna, one who has entered the stream of the Dhamma. And it's not something that's all that difficult to do so for all of us whether lay or ordained we just carry on contemplating we can take apart the pieces of our body we put the hair in a pile in our mind's eye and ask ourselves is this me is this mine and how about the bones the different bones in the body is this bone me is the femur me is the rib me is it mine what about our teeth are these teeth me? are they mine and they're not either they don't proclaim themselves to be me or mine but it's just that if our minds aren't peaceful then um, we'll take them all as self but if there is peace in the heart then we'll see through that we'll see into not self so because of the delusion we have in our hearts um, we take the things that are inconstant to be constant we take things that are a source of suffering to be a source of happiness we take things that are not self to be a self and we take things that are not beautiful to be beautiful and this really is a source or a form of madness that we have so we should train train ourselves to see things as being or see these bodies as being not beautiful as being inconstant as being painful as being not self and when we see this truly we see the truth of this then we've seen the Dhamma in our own hearts so we should all try to train in this way abandoning um, all of the Aramanas that come up and when we do this then we'll experience Nibbana when we can see through self and we see self as not self then we've seen into our true self and this is what Npucha taught us so we've all had the good opportunity now to be close to this teaching and the Buddhist religion. We have this opportunity to put down this sense of self and um, attain to true happiness. So may you all walk this path and may you all grow in the Dhamma.